Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Imitation of Christ by Thomas Akempis, Book 3, Chapter 53. God's grace and worldly wisdom do not mix. Christ the Beloved, my son, my grace is something precious. It will not stand being mixed up with worldly interests and earthly comforts. So if you hope to have it poured into your soul, you must remove everything which might cling and clog its path. Search out for yourself some out-of-the-way spot and make it your delight to live there alone by yourself. Don't go looking for neighbors to pass the time of day with, but talk to God in prayerful entreaty. If you want to remain sorry for your sins and keep your conscience clean, count the whole world as nothing. Put your waiting on God before all outward things because you will not be able to attend to me and at the same time take pleasure in the passing things of time. Friends and acquaintances, you should keep at a distance and have your heart always empty of this world's consolations. That is what St. Peter means when he entreats Christ's faithful servants to keep themselves as strangers and pilgrims in this world. When a man is about to meet death, What confidence it will give him if he has no love for anything created to hold him back in this world. But your weakly soul cannot yet bear to have his heart thus detached from all things. Your sensualist cannot grasp the freedom of the man whose life is that of the spirit. All the same, if anyone really wants to live a spiritual life, he must give up all the friends at his side no less than the distant places he might have been to. And there is no one he must beware of more than himself. Once you have gained complete mastery of yourself, it will be all the easier to bring everything else under your control. There can be no greater victory than to triumph over oneself. The man who has such command of himself that his sensual feelings obey his reason and his reason in everything obeys me is indeed master of himself and ruler of the world. If it is your earnest desire to scale this peak of spirituality, you must start off like a man by laying the axe to the roots, hack out and destroy that lurking, uncontrolled leaning towards yourself and towards any personal and material gain. It is this vice of uncontrolled self-love that underlies nearly all else in a man that must be pulled up by the roots. Once this particular fault has been mastered and brought under, he will at once be conscious of great peace and inward quiet. There are not many, though, who endeavor to die completely to themselves, to soar high above their own nature. The result is that most people remain caught in the nets of their own being, 
unable to rise above themselves in spirit. The man who desires to walk untrammeled in my company must mortify all his warped and irregulated desires and not attach his longing to any creature, any personal object of love. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide, amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Uncontrolled self-love. That's the way in this chapter that Thomas Akempis describes our main spiritual enemy. Over and over again in this book, he's been talking about this problem. And here in this chapter, he gives it a, a new kind of twist, a new formulation, uncontrolled self-love. And he says that underlies nearly all else. And so it's true that we have to be concerned about various things that are not God's will for us. But what's the greatest triumph? To triumph over oneself. He says there can be no greater victory than that. What he's aiming at for us is a mastery over ourself. He wants us to be free so that we can love God, so we can have great peace, so we can have inward quiet. And remember early in the book, he talks about the cross. As long as we are alive, because of this uncontrolled self-love, we have to carry the cross. We have to pick up ourselves. Does this seem like overkill, the way he emphasizes this in the book? Well, maybe, but maybe not. Maybe he has to keep reminding us because at every chapter, our self-love, our uncontrolled self-love tries to hide itself. We are constantly able to avoid the light that this book shines on us. And so as a great teacher, Thomas Akempis comes back to the same fundamental point in different ways so that the way our uncontrolled self-love tries to disguise itself will be revealed. Should we regularly discover new kind of unpleasant things about ourselves? Yes. Will we, as we go through the spiritual life, continually discover ways in which we put obstacles to God? Yes. I mean, St. Philip Neri used to go to confession every day. Now, that's not necessarily what we have to do, but the point here is that as the light grows from God, so we become more and more aware of our weakness and this fundamental wound of original sin. Even when God's grace is poured into our hearts, the consequences of original sin remain, and the fundamental consequence of original sin is this uncontrolled self-love 
which St. Francis de Sales says will be with us until 15 minutes after we die. In other words, it'll be with us all through life. And we have to be on the lookout. And what's the when and the ways we overcome it? He says at the very beginning of this chapter, solitude. Find some out-of-the-way spot. Make it your delight to be alone by yourself. Don't constantly look for neighbors to console you. Look for God. Because that's what's wrong with our bad self-love, our uncontrolled self-love. We love ourselves, but not in God. See, good self-love loves ourselves in his plan, in him. And the healing of our self-love will come from our relationship with him, waiting on him, speaking to him, realizing that we are strangers and pilgrims in this world. We are. This world is not all there is. And if we train ourselves now to love him, to make his grace what's most important, then when the hour of death comes, we will have great confidence because we know the only way we can be truly happy is by doing his will and being in relationship with him. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.